Welcome to Reading, Writing, and Rain. This is a podcast about books, writing, and my writer's journey. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and you can follow me on Twitter at Coleman Rain, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Reading, Writing, Rain. Now, when listening to this podcast, feel free to use the hashtag RWRPod to share your thoughts, opinions, and when answering any questions that may be brought up in the podcast. Hell, even ask me some questions. Um, we're going to make this a conversation. Um, also, for more long form, long form <laughs> responses and questions, you can feel free to email me at readingwritingrain at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining me back here again, and uh, let's get right to it. So, it's been a minute, and I have been in this weird space when it comes to writing. Not just weird, like, oh, I haven't written in a while, or oh, I'm, you know, on a roll, but things are weird, for lack of a better word. I'm in this space where I'm feel as if I'm constantly battling or overcoming obstacles. So I forget which episode it was, but I mentioned my issues with writer's block. So a few years back, my mother passed away. She and I were really close. And when it came to my writing, I had no issue writing. I'm sure I had writer's blocks or whatever here and there. But overall, writing was not an issue for me. I could put pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, and get the work out. Um, Back then, I wasn't as refined as I'm becoming, so it was a lot of stream of consciousness, pantser, I want to tell this story, oh, this random idea popped in, let's make this work. But when it came to my storytelling and my writing and my outlining, plotting, all of that, my mother was the original beta reader, the original developmental editor, the original all of that when it came to me and my writing. And so when she passed away, I had a project I'd been working on. It was the last thing that I worked on, you know, before she passed. And she and I were kind of going back and forth. And she was always (laughs) brutally honest. Um, And I remember having this concern that Oh, you're just telling me that this is good because you're my mom or you're this, 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 and that. And she was like, no, let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm not holding back with any critiques. And that was the case. And oddly enough, as much as she would give me criticism and give me um, things that could be improved upon, things I may consider changing, I have memories of all of that. But for whatever reason... Maybe it's her passing, maybe it's because she's my mom, but the good things that she said outweighed those in a way that was not, I don't want to say not healthy, that's not the word I'm looking for, that wasn't um, ideal, I don't know, for lack of a better word, wasn't ideal, and it's not her fault, it's just me and the way I was taking her information and the way I'm remembering our relationship, though she constantly (laughs) told me about things that she didn't like or whatnot, so I say all that to say when she passed, I hadn't touched a project. I think it took about three years before I actually touched that project again and really even considered writing again. Like I had been reading. I love my love, my, my crime novels, my mysteries. Like So that was a constant. But me actually writing, oh my God, it was terrible. Like I stepped away for so long and... 
within stepping away, I want to say I lost it, but much like with anything, the more you do it, the more practice you put in, the better you become. And I think I ran into this idea that, oh, I've been away for too long. The talent is no longer there, or I don't have my mother as this singular person to kind of bounce all the ideas off of or or kind of critique or that safe space, that comfort blanket that I had. Um, I was, of course, aware that there were services that you could pay for that could do the same thing. And, of course, other people in my life who would be happy to read my work. But it's something about a mother's love <laughs> that, like, trumped the idea of all of that. And so I picked up that story some years later and through like sheer desire and um, wanting to, well, understanding that writing isn't a spectator sport. Like a combination of a lot of things got me to start writing again. And so for me, that was like the first time I had a huge major block, not even writer's block, but just something that stood in the way of me putting pen to paper. And it wasn't like, oh, I can't come up with a story idea. It was literally like my emotions are on 10 and I still don't know where to put things, feelings, which Coincidentally enough, you would want to put those into your work, <laughs> but I wasn't there yet. And I'm actually kind of grateful for that time. Not kind, I am grateful for that time I spent away from writing, though I maybe could have published a lot more, had a lot more stories in the works. I do understand that, hell, you need life experience. So, though. I wasn't actively writing during those years. I was actively living. And I mean living. Ups, downs, peaks, valleys, highs, lows, good stuff, bad stuff, all of that and everything in between. And so that also kind of informed even that project that I was working on, I'd say kind of with my mom. I would definitely credit her as a co-writer or something because it would have been a totally different story had I not have received her feedback. And that story is one that I'm willing to, of course, accept the criticism from the audience at large. But like, no matter what is said, I'm going to be very um, happy with the way it has turned out. (laughs) It's not that I'm like not accepting of this was wrong. I wish this didn't happen or, you know, whatever opinions our readers may have. But that story in particular is like one that... I would possibly probably change in the future, but probably not, (laughs) probably not if I'm being completely honest. And so getting over that hurdle was good. I was able to do it and then get back into the swing of things, which brings us to our now current issue, (laughs) the new issue, which is um, worrying about perfection. That is my issue. And so intellectually, I do understand that this is quite silly. You know, I completely understand that there nothing is ever truly going to be perfect. And a lot of times perfection is subjective. And no matter if I felt like this is the best version of this story that could ever be, there's going to be folks who find things wrong with it. 
and vice versa. I could think that this is full and riddled with issues and problems, but there's probably someone who thinks this is the most perfect story out there. But my issue is not... I got past the writer's block of it all, but now it's like... Excuse me, Lord. Is this... Is this good if it's not perfect? Is this acceptable if it's not perfect? Is this ready to be released into the world if it's not perfect? And I know that is a silly way of thinking. And I'm not even thinking perfect in the sense of like, is it grammatically correct, punctuation? Because that stuff clearly can be um, perfected, so to speak. I mean, even even with all that, there's like particular editing styles and, you know, looking at versus UK editing versus like American. Like there's so many different factors, but like I'm not even speaking on the technical side of editing and releasing content it's more or less like the story itself the mood it it has the feelings i want to invoke how it will be received what does the cover look like could it be better and speaking of the cover i'm like so bent out of shape about the cover and it's like covers can always be changed like not to say release something terrible but like find something you like freaking release it and if you find that it's better this way or that way or a different way then do it and that is the issue i'm running into is this battle with perfection which is my new heel to climb i guess um i'm i'm sure it stems from just being afraid truly being afraid i've been writing my entire life i've been telling stories my whole life i like that's been a part of me i've been reading since i could read since like young young you know knee high from a tree what's that (laughs) the southern type whatever but i've been reading and writing and being involved in the arts since i was a child for as early as i can remember and yet there's still this feeling of like will people like this And then I'll take it even a little step further, though this has been good for me, the social media of it all, the TikTok, the YouTube, the building community, that is also kind of a detriment as well, because it's like, uh, not only will people at large like this, but like the folks I admire, the folks I look up to, the folks I interact with, will they like it? Like that's an added level of like unnecessary stress, um, But I think it really all boils down to fear. How will this be received? And funny enough, I'm not even heartbroken behind the idea that people will like not like it, which is (laughs) completely opposite of what I just said. But like theoretically, I know that this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. I had got, uh, started a new job, had a copy of a uh, novel I wrote, uh, and I published it just to like have a copy, a proof copy. And there was a young lady who was training me, and she read it over. And it's a book about black kids at a black school in the South, an HBCU adjacent school, and like the issues they deal with, with some being wealthy, some being. Um, Uh, middle class and the like and whatnot and her response after like asking to like skim through it was there ain't no killing there ain't no sex there ain't no this and that and I was taken aback but what I have come to realize is that she 
one would not be the target audience, but two was looking for more of that uh, urban novel, that urban romance novel, that that you know hood lit that people <sighs> shit on for whatever reason. Check out my um, episode ten, because Lord, but that's not the book I wrote. So this is not like it was so. So I don't have an issue with the critique. I don't have any issue with knowing that everyone is not going to like this book, but it's also that fear of what if no one likes this book? <laughs> you know, it's ah, again. So as silly as it may be, that is a big concern of mine um, and stemming from being afraid. And I don't want to go so far as to say it's like imposter syndrome. I'm sure there's an argument that could be made that there is some imposter syndrome symptoms or elements in there that's not really it um because i don't think i'm someone well i don't i'll say i'm not someone who can read an author who i enjoy and admire and then be like oh i don't deserve to be on the shelves with them no that's not that's not an issue for me um but i'm sure there there's an argument that could be made for there to be some sort of imposter something in there but I do know that that isn't the bulk of my concerns. Because uh, my issue isn't even... Like, I don't compare myself to other authors. I I may look at their process and where they are and say, okay, you know, looking at Tom, who's 36 and released four novels and been doing it for a year, where is he at? Like, how, how do I see from the outside looking in that jump from no novels written to four in a year. But then I can also look at, I don't know, Keisha and say, okay, Keisha been doing this for 10 years, only released two books, but what are the elements in her life that are making that the case? And hell, does she even desire to release more than two or three every couple years? And so I'm not one who's like, oh my God, I can't believe they've released so much. I, like, I'm so far behind. No, my quote-unquote so far behind is my own personal timeline it's me and what i'm dealing with it's not envy or desire to be like anyone else um so tell me do you all have any issues with the like perfection of it all like feeling that pressure of perfection i would imagine so but i would love to get you all's feedback so please use that hashtag rwrpod and let me know because i am fighting a sometimes winning and sometimes losing battle here um but i think it does all boil down to fear it feels like the most simplest way to dilute scale down explain this idea of fighting perfection um yeah, so it all boils down to fear, and also setting realistic goals, which is my, what I think is, is, is what I'm realizing is an issue that I have not embraced, addressed, focused on in the way that I probably should have. So with setting realistic goals, I have a few manuscripts that are in progress. I have the one that I'm actively working on, which is at this point in time a duet, not a trilogy, but may possibly change in the future. Um, I'm working on the second installment, but I also have, funny enough, three and a possible, three and a possible other stories that since I started 
addressing this second installment of this duet, possibly trilogy series, I have created this huge brain dump, elements of world building, different plot points, quotes, playlists. Like I've delved so deeply into these three and a possible stories. And so my, I'm not pressured with those. I don't have a certain deadline, like get this done by 2023. I just have them there. So when I do finish up these duet, possibly trilogy series, I can dive into one of those. Though I do have like a slew of other work in progresses that are just sitting there untouched. Ah, so frustrating. But my thing is, I have so many different ideas some that are in progress, some that are just ideas that are, you know, have a few lines written that I want to get them all done. And I made up in my mind that I was going to hit X amount of stories this year, 2022. And I did not account for the realistic schedule and lifestyle that I have. Um, this journey has been a pretty long one and even through a mix of like battling perfection uh um writer's blocks uh getting a handle on my craft fear that maybe it isn't good enough but also the high points of like enjoying the story getting this playlist down um getting so many thousand words deep into a project uh missing scenes that i can go back and rework like all of that highs lows peaks valleys all of that still are like a gift and a curse so with the projects that I wanted to have completed by the end of the year, I'm pretty sure I could still probably finish up those drafts. But like to be finished, have a complete project and be done, that's not going to happen. And it's because I'm not acknowledging that three books a year or this year may just be too much. Having this podcast, having a nine to five, having a, a part time that I work occasionally, having a personal life, dealing with friends, having a whole entirely different podcast focused on other things that aren't even book related and putting a lot of energy into that, getting different indie gigs, writing these articles, interviewing these celebrities like I'm doing all of these different things that could have my life for one month be extremely calm and boring and I have not much to do past work, sleep, and workout. And then other months where it's non-stop, back-to-back, high energy, just balls-to-the-wall content, events, and events could be anything from like a kid's birthday party to a I don't know, virtual press event to then like going out, hanging out with the folks and then, oh, you're at this fashion show. It's just like, so I'm not accounting for the actual lifestyle I have. I'm accounting for someone who has a nine to five and has a personal life. And then for whatever reason, think they have all this free time. Which is, if you look at all the other sides of me, so the other podcasts, the personal life, and et cetera, et cetera, that free time that I think I have is actually filled up by other things.
And they're not even counting for like working out. I've been actively trying to improve myself and part of that has been the gym and that takes a toll on you and so there's rest and recovery from that and then just general rest that you should get eight hours a night who is getting eight hours who are these mythical people who are getting a full eight hours and doing all this additional stuff so so i'll let to say that i am trying to be sure to set more realistic goals. I'm not trying to put, force a deadline on myself and then freaking lose my mind because this deadline I'm not able to meet, even though it's self-imposed. Um, there's also the learning of the different ways in which to distribute a book, being that this is going to be indie projects. Is it KDP? Is it wide? Like, do you want paperback, hardback, just ebook? Like, even learning about all of those options that's time you know i could spend a whole day doing that and not even touch a piece of a word document so my takeaway from all this is just to be more realistic with your goals and with yourself if you want to have two books done a year really sit back and look at birthdays family life um work life are you virtual are you on site does your commute cut into time where you could actually write do you have children do you have a spouse are you in a non-traditional relationship where you have more than one spouse maybe there's a multi-generational family life maybe there's blended like there's so many things to consider and it doesn't have to be this complex math problem but because you can't account for everything. There could be, an, you know, heaven forbid, a car accident. There could also be a new life, you know, a new baby born. There could be a vacation or a spontaneous, I don't know, getaway with friends or a boo or something. So really, it just comes down to just, I need to do better with setting realistic expectations and following through like setting aside time. That's another thing I think I need to do better with. Setting aside time to write no matter what. Because um, I do have these moments where I don't write. And it could be a couple of days. It could be a couple of weeks. And then when I get back in it, I'm knocking these words out. You know, back like I never left. But that's also something to consider. So, oh, y'all let me know I'm not alone in this. And even if I am, lie to me and say I'm not <laughs> Use that hashtag RWRPod, please, please. Yeah, so um, as far as what I'm reading, I'm actually not reading anything. Um, well, I'm actually reading my work in progress. That's what I'm reading. I'm not reading anything extracurricular at this point because I am hoping to get my own projects finished. Um, I think I wrapped up The Day Easy E Die is the last thing. Uh, that I read in the last episode. I finished uh, B-Boy Blues the movie and have thoughts about that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a video or a podcast episode about that. But yeah, I'm not currently reading anything but my own manuscript and notes. Uh, just trying to get that last little push in to be done ASAP. And um, as far as camp is concerned, I started it, did not finish it. I may have to release something addressing all of that. But I know that camp works and camp has worked for me in the past, but you know, again, setting those expectations with life and whatnot, sometimes camp just ain't for you. 
and camp comes around several times a year, so no need to feel left out or upset if you don't finish, if you don't complete, or if you don't win. So there's that. And then there's November. Like, I, I, eh, as of right now, I may be participating in the, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'll circle back to managing those uh, expectations and managing uh, realistic goals. <laughs> so thank you all for listening and uh, for listening this far. And please let me know if you do have any of these similar issues, maybe with writer's block. Do you have any issues with like fighting with perfection? And have you also run into the issue of like really setting realistic goals <laughs> or has this helped you to realize that some of these things may be a problem for you uh, either way thank you all for joining me and go ahead and read something write something then come back and tell me rain 